This is the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 77, sponsored by GeekArmor.com and Netflix. I'm thinking about me and you, and what I've been thinking, seems good to be true, cause I'm both so tired, I'm trying, trying, trying all the time. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 77, a number I like very much. I believe we were all born in 1977. Correct? Woot. Yes. Indeed, woot, which makes us old. Anyway, mm-hmm. I am Josh, and I'm here with old crotchety Ron. Hey. And old man Kilpatrick. It's Connor. Get off my lawn, Flanagan. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to have a shotgun and a rocking chair. Damn you kids. iFanboy.com is a comic book website and podcast entity. I would say. Uh, all three of us uh, are iFanboy. We read comics. We like them. And uh, every week, uh, each of us, one of us will, will pick the, the favorite thing that they read from their, their stack that week. And that's the only rule. It just has to be the favorite thing that you read. Um, and then we come here, or we, write a, we write a review. It goes on the website on, on Wednesday night. Uh, and then we come here and do the podcast and talk about it and some other books. Um, that's about how it works. Just uh, we wanted to uh, clarify between the two shows. We have a we have a video show that comes out on Wednesday as well. Um, the Wednesday show is about whatever topic strikes our fancy. So if we decide we want to talk about Alan Moore that week, we will do that. If we want to talk about uh, s- sketches at cons like we did this week, we'll do that. And sometimes we just do some wacky stuff because what the heck. Um, and then there's the, this this show, the audio show, where we talk about the week's books every Sunday night. This show is going to be out on the web for you to listen to, and. Uh, that's about it. Does that sound like I covered it? That work? Okay. I think so. Okay. Anyway, uh, before we get started, uh, a whole lot of books came out this week, and if you haven't gotten through all of them yet, which would make sense because you know there's only so many hours in a day, you may want to wait because we are going to talk about them, and if you haven't read them, you will have them spoiled like old cheese. <laughs> and Yikes. the man who who was who was uh, burdened with the lofty task, the the horrible. Just job of having to go through all of his books and write this Wednesday night is Connor. Yes, I got home Wednesday from the store and I took out my books. I put them down on the floor. I looked at the stack and it was very scary. It was about two inches thick. Oh man! And um, it looked a lot thicker in the, at home than I did at the store. And I was like, oh man, this is gonna suck. So. No, I didn't. I read, I read them all. I read them all. Uh, I had 17 books to read, and um, this was a week full of big events and lots of uh, big things happening at JLA, JSA crossover, World War Three at 52, and some other things we'll talk, talk about later. But for me, the best book I read was the only book that stuck, stuck with me the entire night through every, after every book I read subsequent to it, and that was Nightwing Annual Number 2. And the reason for that is because it was a small relationship tale within the big superhero world. And uh, since the two other guys didn't read it, this is going to be a short, short discussion. <laughs> yeah. We're all softies. I, and keep in mind, I looked for it. I, I tried to buy it today, but I couldn't find it. So That's either good or bad. Probably bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, this is basically... Uh, we, are, we all know that... Well, not all, but m- most people know, and if you don't know, now you'll know, is that Nightwing was originally supposed to die in Infinite Crisis. And it sort of, they, they, I guess they lost their nerve at the very end. And um, well, I don't know if they lost their lost their nerve. Rather, it was corrected. You could just see Jeff Johns like over a, over a keyboard, like I, I, oh, I can't do it. No, because it's it's. I, I kind of wish they did because it would have been a really good story. But oh well. Anyway, did anything right? Ha- well, regardless, did it? Yeah. Let me let me. Did anything happen sure, in ahead. Infinite Crisis? That 
What do you mean? I mean well, he was going off. He he went off at the end with Superboy to stop the menace, just the two of them, and assume, presumably he would have died. Okay. In the process. Because I just I don't now that. that Infinite Crisis happened. I don't remember, I don't know what the event was that. Do you mean like the, the total culmination of the story? What's the point. I think that's a much bigger discussion. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that'll derail the whole thing. I guess thing. I just um, want to know if I missed something. Go on. That would have to do with uh, this. Yeah, no, not with, not with this. This um, is not related to Infinite Crisis. Sorry. No. Okay. Uh, all, the only relation is that the first scene is, is before he goes off with Superboy to, to save the world, he proposes marriage to Barbara Gordon, but she, he won't take her answer until afterwards. And then it jumps ahead. Um, and now you, we find out what happened... Uh, because now, in the one year later, they're they're not married, they're not dating, they're not you know really talking, they're not really together. So the question is, what happened? And this is filling in that gap through a series of flashbacks following their entire relationship, starting off when they were teenagers as Robin and Batgirl, uh, hence the cover where they are in the old costumes. And it, they, we follow them through their their teen years, their younger adult years, their their little bit older younger adult years, and um, I found it to be a very very touching relationship portrayal in terms of two people who are clearly in love with each other and for some reason can't make it work because mostly because of events outside their control time and place and circumstance and being crippled and you know um, <laughs> cosmic, cosmic events and things like that and, and responsibility and the like yeah and then yeah. Dick being off with the Teen Titans Let's just think things happen life gets in the way Dick is so responsible that he can't one of his failings is that he, he won't indulge in Despite all the women he sleeps with, he won't indulge in personal um, glory or, or happiness in exchange for saving people. He, he'll he'll rather go off and save the world than he would. Oh, that's um, tragic. Stay and you know work in his relationship. So um, there, and these two are my favorite cu- couple of all, all in all of comics. And D- Dick is one of my favorite characters. So this was really resonated with me, and it stuck with me. After every book I read, I, I still found myself thinking about this comic. Um, so that was a clear sign to me that this was the best book of the week. Aw, sniff. Yeah, it's all Bruce's fault. I'm an old softy. You are. You got. Oh, really? You're a big. You're a big old. There's a big old heart inside that rough exterior of Connor. We're all grumble, like grumble. that, though. We've all. <laughs> no, was it wasn't. No, I'm. I'm all, I'm all about it being a big softy all well, around. We've all picked books based on that. Like I was like, oh, yeah, it totally. was a nice date between Robin and the girl. Right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And I know that yeah. Ron has. Oh, I'm sure. I made a career out of it. Now there was one thing in this book that I wrote about in my review on ifanboy.com that almost ruined the whole thing and, and it really made me angry and that was uh, something I've touched upon uh, on the audio video show which is that there was a flashback scene to Robin and Batgirl's this is, so this would be the old like year two Batman and um, Batman refers to Robin as chum ah uh, does he yeah he says Robin you okay chum and I, oh, I literally had to put the book down for two minutes and just, like, <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> and just, just get over it, because I mentioned this in the, in the show we did about how what characters we would change is that for some reason whenever they write a flashback to Dick Grayson's time as Robin, it has to be hokey, and yeah. I don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense within the current context of who Batman is. Who wrote this? Yeah. There's the, uh, Mark Andreco who co-wrote Torso with right, Brad yeah. Bendis. Man- Manhunter. Manhunter. Yep. 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 And he he did a really good job overall. Besides this one, that one scene, and then there was another awful bit of dialogue where Robin makes a stupid like, oh, he said he said butt joke, like he's a like he's an immature teenager. Um, <laughs> but other than that, he, he's got a really good handle on Dick Grayson and, and Barbara Gordon. So certainly better than anybody's written Robin in at least a year or two. Wow, um, you mean Nightwing? And I would I 
Well, Nightwing. Sorry, he's all, he'll always be Robin. <laughs> well, to me. well, now, well, now, the, now, I didn't buy this, so I don't, and I yeah. and I couldn't find it, so I'm taking your word for it. But was uh-huh. uh, I assume the art was good, and I mean, it all in all, it was a good comic. That they yeah, got totally. The art but, was good, not great, but it was good. Um, but this this was a pretty big week for Nightwing, though, wasn't it? I mean, not not in the regular DCU because in the World War Three event started, and he figured prominently in the first book, didn't he? Well, that was Jason Todd. Right, I know, but the character. Right, yes. Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about that, because that was a lot to talk about. Nightwing yeah. was my favorite book of the week. Um, yeah. So, for, we had 52 Week 50, and we had the four World War Three books, which tied into 52 Week 50. I don't know, Ron, did you buy all of these? Yeah, I did. Well, here's, here's my story, is that I've been laughing at Connor for the past two weeks, because Connor's been lamenting the, the, the two-inch stack of books he was going to get he, this he week. He knew about his... this a week and a half ago. He's like, it's, it's going to be bad right. next week. And for some reason, and, and I've been laughing, saying, oh, I'm only getting 10 or 11 books, ha, 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 blah, blah, you know. And I went into, um, I'm in San Francisco this week, and I went into Isotope on Wednesday to get my books, and I turned to Jared, and I said, World War Three is four books this week? And he's just like, yes. And I was like, oh, I thought it was one. And he looked at me, he's like, don't you do a website? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I completely missed the boat that I didn't realize that World War Three was four issues this week. Yes. I realized it, it I didn't one, read one news piece about that story. All I did was look at that one piece of art they brought out, and I was like, oh, yeah. we'll see when it comes. But I had no idea that it was just, it was just, is it going to be four books every week now? No, that's it. It's just this Oh, week. that's it? Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I was like, I was like, God almighty. So my, my, I went from buying 10 books, that, and I ended up getting like 18 books as well. So I've been uh, drowning. Um, but so I sat down and read all these. And um, Before you say what you thought, because yeah. that's where it was going, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I I had the opposite. I got in there and and, and I was I wasn't sure if I was going to buy them or not. And I had a big big stack too. I think had had I bought them, I would have ended up with more than Connor. Um, and I picked them up and I had them in my hand and I went over to like to the other side to just sort of flip through them. And I sort of looked and I went, I just don't care. I, for whatever reason, I didn't want to spend like another ten bucks on them. Like I wasn't interested or whatever. So I wanted. Did I make the wrong choice or the right choice? I don't know. <laughs> because well, well, for, well, first before we go before we go through, I mean DC's check cleared this week, so we're talking predominantly about DC books this week. So for all those right. people at home, um, Josh, because you were going to say, was, well, be- because I did read fifty two, and I thought, wow, everything that in that story arc that would have happened happened within this issue. So the most been those might have been four issues, but I don't know how much story they would have had. They would have been able to cover. A well, lot. Uh, well, I'm not the DC guy, so Con- well, let's start with Connor. What did you think, Connor? Um, I really liked them, and, and they were the this whole 50, 52 World War Three thing was a close second and pick of the week. And if I had um, not been for Nightwing, they definitely would have done it. I would have yeah. picked all four of these four of these books. I would have had to go into Photoshop and made a, made a cover, and it would have been pain in the ass. At one point, <laughs> third, one in the morning. Um, but uh, and he's not good with Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> not at one thirty in the morning when I'm sick. Um, <laughs> I, this this is a lot of story. Basically, what the, what happened in these books? The reason these books books exist is because even though they had fifty two issues, they realized they didn't have enough time for all the story. And if you read um, Dan DiDio's notes, his little column thing in the book, he says um, originally fifty two was going to cover the time between uh, the one year later books in Infinite Crisis, and they were going to explain all the changes and the leaps. And, they, and then when they got writing it, they realized they didn't want to do that. They just wanted to follow the story that they had mapped out. So these. World War Three books covered most of the characters' progressions that we never got to see. We saw what, what happened to Aquaman. We saw what happened to Martian Manhunter. We saw what happened to Wonder Girl. We saw what happened to Batgirl. We saw what happened to Firestorm. Um, I, I, how Jason Todd got to New York. All these, all the things that happened in the subsequent time that was missing uh, were all covered in these books alongside of the war that happened in 52 Week 50. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, I felt as if a lot of it happened, a lot of it culminated. We finally got a lot of the answers we were looking for. And, uh, but I, I felt as if it was just really fast. Like, like the whole, like I mentioned the Nightwing thing with it being the Red Hood. It took me two reads to to figure out that that was that was Jason Todd. Right. And maybe I'm a moron, and maybe I. No, I, I think I, I think. I think you, know, you had to know that, that yeah. that's what you're reading. There was, no, was, there was one failing of it. Yeah, there was no clarification of, and that was just one example. There was no other than other than some light narration and some, you know, like the Martian Manhunter being the narrator over it all and stuff like that. There was some stuff like the Aquaman stuff. I had no idea what they were talking about. Right. You know, like I. And the thing I, is, you, and, that, and that's that's a problem if you yeah. haven't read the other books. Right. Uh, other than that, I thought they were great. I thought they were great in terms of the progression between all four of the books. I thought the art was good. I actually thought the writing was, aside from not telling the story very well, <laughs> I thought the writing, the, the dialogue and stuff was really good. <laughs> that doesn't, and that I, doesn't make sense. And I, I love the writing. <laughs> uh, this Keith Champagne. I love what a great name. That's an excellent name. Um, oh, Keith Champagne. Like I, I just picture him walking around with you know, like in, a, in like a, a a robe and I don't know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I would say the names were, were actually one of the reasons that I decided not to get them, just because I, I didn't know who Keith Champagne was. Oh, he did a good job. He no, and, and that's fine. Yeah, he was good. You know what? This was the victim of. This was the victim of years of bad DC events, and like my head just flashed back to like the Kingdom. And our world, right? But this war. is fifty-two. I mean, it's no, part I know of the that, really but because event. it wasn't yeah. the the four fifty-two guys involved with it, I was just like, I'm not getting bit by the Ostrander again. Yeah, and I really like yeah. it, was, it was totally a case of 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 you know fifty or DC fatigue. But oh, but but the thing is that you you like yourself some Black Adam though, don't you? Well, I mean. I've never I mean, really thought about it in that terms. I suppose. <laughs> well, no, no, but you've. I mean, no, I mean, like, like Black, Black Adam punched through Terra. I don't yeah. know who Terra like, is, he, though. It doesn't she matter. There's a panel. Titan. There's a panel of him punching through her chest and his hand coming out her back. Yeah. And like, and then him flying away with a bloody fist. Like it was just like it was just some. some it was crazy. It was a lot bloody. You know, were there any mad scientists in it? Uh, briefly, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He also ripped off a guy's face too. Yeah. Oh my God. It was just. It was. It, it, I mean, I was. I was shocked at at some of the the violence. Like I thought. It, I thought it was really fun. And and it's like kind of over the top. And it's like. But I was like, he punched a hole in Tara. Like he just punched a hole in her. She's dead. You know. <laughs> and the thing is that like a lot of people died in these issues, and a lot of heroes and stuff like that. And I really felt as if the. He- I mean, I know that they. I know it's the World War, and and they've got to stop Black Adam. But I really feel as if the the effect of those deaths really haven't been felt yet. You know, I didn't really feel they, they kind of it, it kind of felt overstylized in that they the deaths kind of happened and then we moved on very well, quickly. Well, I assume that those those things will go on to happen in their own books. Yeah. Except yeah. that the direct aftermath of this has already happened because of one year it, later. Right. So, uh, that was yeah, a little so bit of mind like blow right it, there, but yeah, yeah. And did you hear me? Like my brain kind of skipped there. <laughs> yeah, there was like a. Another another thing these books did was they foreshadowed countdown. Yeah. It gives a slight pointer to that something is going to be involved with the monitors, and that's yeah. something to do with the countdown. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, one of my favorite things about it was one thing I hated was the Martian Manhunter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not in this book, in the one year later reboot. Yeah. I, hated the, I, I hated the book itself, but I didn't understand why he was so angry. And this book really shows you um, he goes through a whole progression. The, the Black Adam poisons his mind with his own mind, and then yeah. uh, he becomes angrier. He calms down a bit, but at the end he realizes he's, he's still pretty pissed off. Yeah. So, um, and, um, and adopts good. a new costume. So yeah. how did this fit in with, 50, with the issue of 52, which I did read? It's, it it it, it expanded on scene. So this, does, yeah. this, does, it, does it take place in between the pages of this issue of Fifty Two? 
Yes. Okay, that's yes. kind of what I got. Because in the beginning, like he's fighting Captain Marvel, and then that fight ends, and then they go somewhere else, and they fight some more. And the Captain Marvel fights really long. It's, it's all just expanding. You, you've gotten yeah. the whole story with Fifty Two. You just haven't gotten here. here if you do, you have the issue Fifty Two. Josh, looking at it. If you if you open up to page four, which is starts off week fifty, day three, Australia. The fourth panel in the middle with the with the with the big girl falling by the leading tower of Pisa, yeah. that's like an entire issue of of oh. World War Three. That that that's fight, right, yeah. yeah. Does it look exactly like this? Yeah, it actually does. All exactly. right, so go yeah, DC. Gives, yeah, yeah, there's some there 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 really is some continuity in this regard. I'm I'm up um and there's almost the exact same panel, well, which is that's pretty really good. cool because I was yeah. beginning to think that professional comic people couldn't do that. No, I know. It's amazing. It amazing. Um, it's not exact, but it's close so, enough for me to give them board. So. And it was a really good scene, actually, in 52, where they're all they're all at the Chinese border and they can't go in. I thought that was know. great, yeah. yeah. But then there's a great scene in the World War III books where they're all – it expands on that scene where they're all – there's a lot of nervous chatter between the heroes. Like, yeah, there's a whole really long good. thing where they're all talking amongst each other and they're all – it's like nervously going off to war. And, yeah. and it, that was a really, really good scene. Um, the magnifying glass aspect. I think that's what it was is that these four books were a magnifying glass of this issue of 52, which worked really well. And it makes me wonder if they had planned it all along. Or if it just kind of happened that way, you know, like oh, one of those happy they'd be like, Well, it just happened, like the black Spider-Man costume, and God knows what else. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to give it up to Dan Didio to say, "Look, we we planned on doing it this way, and it didn't work out, so we changed it." Right? If they if they really did make that change, that's pretty badass. Let me ask a Black Adam question: Is okay. Black Adam really the most badass dude in DC, or was he just so pissed off that no one could take him down? Both. A little bit above, he's, yeah. He's more he's more powerful than Captain Marvel, which is, well, who is I more at, powerful than I, Superman. I look at the big page here, uh, the big two-page spread, and you've mm-hmm. got several Green Lanterns, uh, Power Girl, who's Kryptonian, which makes her on par with Superman, and Wonder Woman. I think that'd be enough. Think of it this way. If, Super, if Superman, were in, Superman were in rage and went off and, and, and sort of massacring people, they, they couldn't stop him either. Maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. Supergirl's and Power Girl's not Kryptonian. She's from Earth too. But meanwhile, the mad scientist <laughs> and you guys make fun of me. I, 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 she's not Kryptonian. <laughs> she's, she's not. She's not. She's not strictly speaking the same as Superman. She's from Earth too. Did you read Infinite Crisis, Josh? No. You might want to go back and read it. I'm not really. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is ask you guys. All these other people have to listen while I ask. But I figure there's somebody out there who doesn't know. So yeah. It's fine. Um, no, I like I like sort of knowing halfway and figuring it out as I go. It's fine by me. Um, yeah. Okay. Josh, what did you read this week? What did I read? Where are we? Where are we in this? I did read, another one with lots of superheroes. I, uh, I did read JLA, which, by the way, oh. is if they didn't have enough characters already. Oh my god! My <laughs> <head is> <laughs> <laughs> it was just like oh. I was at the end of like they're gonna need a big table. I was just like yeah. I was I, I was as I'm reading it I was just like oh, I was like oh I can't wait to hear what Connor thinks because this might this might be it this was I I was reading this and and like that voicemail we got the other week yeah about the uh, the the caption boxes we're talking we're talking about JLA eight now by the way uh, just in case anybody wasn't following there issue, um, issue number eight uh, and every single panel had a new character with their with their captions of various colors and it was starting to get. Like difficult. <laughs> like it, well, what what bothered me is that not only were there so many characters, and not only were there was the story jumping around like that, like a couple of people have called in complaining about, but like the narration from one scene continued into the story that jumped away from that scene. Yeah, you know what I thought while reading this issue that 
as good as Meltzer did with the Identity Crisis miniseries, yeah. I don't think he's really got a handle on how to write comics yet. I think that he's experimenting with the form and it's not working. Yes. He, he, he jumps around from in, within the page, uh-huh. from scene to scene to scene, and it's just like, it's too confusing. Yeah, it wouldn't work uh, in just, a novel. You, you lose the whole flow. In a novel, that would be like the, each paragraph changing. Yeah. Yep. And it's too weird. It's just, it's just too weird. <laughs> it's oh, just and you know what? The, the art didn't help. The fill-in art did not help. Yeah. It, I, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on this book because, I, you know what, I'm, you know, after all, I'm really interested in it. I was like, it's pretty good. I wish it was laid out differently. I think yeah. story-wise, character-wise, I'm very happy with it. I still think there's too many damn characters. Why do we need Geoforce or whatever the hell his name is? Like, Why is he, is he there? Is, is he on the team now? Apparently, they shoved him on the team at the last minute and we didn't know. And then you got this guy called the Karate Kid who I've never heard of. And he just takes Bruce fucking he's down. Su- he's a Legion yeah. superhero character. Ever. It's like, I've never heard of him. <laughs> well, that means he's not important, Don, doesn't no, it? No, it's not what I, I mean, but I like... <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Um... No, a lot of people haven't heard of him. But uh, it, you're right. There's too many characters. There's too many stupid characters, and um, the the pacing is off, off, off. But I do think there's a lot of good moments in it, which is hard because you know. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I thought there were. Good, I agree with you. I thought there were good moments in it, but all in all, it just it felt so disjointed. You yeah. know. But that was that was like a, that was a problem of of the way it was formatted. I think the story. I'm interested. I want to know what's going on. I was interested in some of the interactions. I like the fact that Red Tornado is losing it. Yeah, I, I thought I that was great. They kicked him off the team. Like that was pretty cool. He's like, he just wanted to kill them. They're like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, ooh, uh, <laughs> sorry, my, my, my bad. <laughs> well, Josh, how are you? How are you going to do when there's six more Legion characters at, at the end of this? Christ, I don't know. With the 19 JLA members and the 48 JSA you know members, Jesus, Geoforce is on the Geoforce is on the team. He's listed under he's listed under the the roll call. No, I know that, but like, when did he, that? Why did they sneak that in? Was he in the picture last week? That's what I want. No. Yeah, exactly. They slipped one by us. Yeah. Damn. I feel as if... 13 JSA members, there's 10 Justice League members, we're adding 7 Legion characters. Was this issue supposed to come out... 30 yeah. characters. Was this printed correctly? Was this printed in the right place? Or was it printed, like, was this, this is actually issue number 10 and they printed it by accident? Or, like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's so confusing. I liked the Captain... I'm not the Captain America. The, the Karate Kid Batman fight. I liked the double-page spread at the end where they were all talking. I love that page. That was great. Yeah. That was, that was always the best part of the now, JSA. Do the Hawks crossover. know each other? Yeah! Oh my God! Oh yeah! That's yeah, but- a great story. He 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 wants to be in, he wants them to be together, and she's just like whatever. She's yeah, a great, I like her. She's a great character. Yeah, I'm a big because that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing that that that, that Hawkman and Hawkgirl and Connor. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Hawkman and Hawkgirl have have always been together. You know, like yeah, throughout time, yeah. throughout time, and then in this latest incarnation of them, when Hawkman came back and he went to Hawkgirl, and he's just like, "All right, how huh, you me?" And she's just like, "Whatever, see you later, dude." <laughs> and like, and he got all upset and pissed, and it was like a great romance kind of like pseudo kind of romance thing, and like he just he Hawkman just didn't get it, and she was just like, "I don't even know you." Like, it was just like <laughs> that all happened in the JSA books, right? Yeah, and yeah. Their, and their solo books. Um, I, I just I, I forgot that she is a member also of the Birds of Prey now, so she's on two teams. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty bad. I just gave a chuckle because I looked down at that page and I saw that Batman has a, a teacup and saucer. <laughs> no one else yeah, does. Yeah, yeah which I, I, I did think that was really funny. <laughs> now, does anyone, it, I, what really annoyed me about this panel was, the, was that Power Girl's boobs are on sideways. <laughs> a little Liefeld action there. 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, they I are. mean that's that's just the worst the worst kind of well we gotta show her cleavage, so no well, matter even though she's facing the other way, we're gonna pay, point well, her cleavage. They should at the, the, the boob on the inside should be smaller than this one because of perspective and it's not. They're just twisted. This is that was my problem that with must the art. It's not good. This is the beginning of the Power Girl Black Canary leading the two most powerful teams in DC year that we're gonna go through now. I like that though. I like that's a I good do. step forward, but diversity um, through hot blonde chicks. Well, didn't you see that there was that there was that whole thing that Hillary Clinton's going to win the presidential election because now because it's just another line of powerful blonde women, some blog post or something about that. I was, I was like, oh god. You know what? We shouldn't weird. talk about this. No, we shouldn't. Let's, Let's talk about the X Men. All right, <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> Overall, I, was, I don't want it to sound like we didn't like. I, I liked this book. It's fine, but it's just it's. A, I don't know what to think about. It's it. a handful. I'm perplexed. It was. I was like seven. I was in seventy-five percent like. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, um, so yeah, so remember how we were saying how great Ultimate X-Men is now? Yeah, forget yeah, not, that. Yeah, not so much. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is this a thing? When I read an X-Men book, Ultimate or otherwise, I have no idea if it's good or not. If I get through it and I feel like I didn't lose my way, then I'm like, hey, I guess that was pretty good. Oh, enough of that. Whatever. I'm, 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 not, I'm not being well, facetious at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. Okay, enough of this, the, the, the stereotypical bashing. But no. Well, let's, the, let's get out of the way that Ben Oliver's awesome. Yeah, no, the Ben artist. Oliver's art is great. No, and, and, and I'm being a little too over-judgmental. I want to know but, what you didn't like about it, because I, I don't know. The Beast is alive again. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Oh, I mean, one, one, of, yeah. one, of the big, one of the points that, that we had for Ultimate X-Men was that shit happens, and like, for example, when the main characters of Beast, Beast died 50 issues ago, and they, they haven't brought him back, and then, lo and behold, now he's back. Yeah, I didn't so, read those, uh, so I guess it didn't. Yeah. And 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 not only is he, is he back, but he's back, and he's fighting the legacy virus, which is a six one six Marvel storyline thing that is now just being shoehorned into the into the into the Ultimate Universe. So it, like, Ultimate, no, you good. No, I was just gonna say it lacked a little bit of the originality that that has been we've been seeing for the past couple. That's of my weeks. point. Ultimate X Men yeah. is way too tied into the regular continuity. Yes, it's more redos of the regular continuity. Spider Man is, is he's really really branching out and trying new things and new stories, and new characters. Ultimate X Men is just redoing all the stories from the yeah. original continuity. But what I did think was surprising was that I really of all the characters in the X Men universe, I didn't think that they'd ultimize any of Joe Casey's um, like Stacy X. But there she is. She there's Ultimate Stacy. I liked her. She's in the beginning with it when they when they sprung uh, Mystique out from um, from. Oh, she was the girlfriend. that's who that yeah. is. Yeah. Got it. She was yeah. the her power. She was like the, the hooker. hooker who had yeah yeah the pheromones. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great character. Yeah. So um, it was good. I I really liked her, and I thought that you know it was kind of lost. And and the thing is that again, carrying through like the template of an X Men story is like okay, you know, like they're trying to be a school and they disbanded the X Men. Like this has all kind of happened. You know, what I mean, like and now we're getting to the Morlocks, and now we're you know, like it's it just kind of like there was so, and it's, the thing it's too close. It's just too yeah, close. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. Ben Oliver's art is really really good though. And I um, liked the scene with uh, Cyclops and and the the Grizzly Kid. Yeah, that yeah, was, no, that, yeah, was good. that was good. Moment. See, the thing is, yeah. I'm not very connected to the old X Men stuff, so. Well, that's not. That, 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 I'm not either. Well, no, it's, yeah, point, it's familiar to me, but. Right, and that's the thing is, like, do I mean, like, it's kind of like it's almost it's almost easy. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, too, it's just it's yeah. just like well, we got another issue. Let's just redo this one. It's, yeah, like if there are, if there are aspects of the book that like somebody like Connor doesn't regularly read the X Men and you even remember it or get it, then yeah, it's totally. just like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, eh, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? I, of course, you know now they're you know Bishop getting the team back together. That's always kind of fun. So I'm curious to see where it goes. But I was just, it's just like, for me, it's just not blazing any new trails like Spider Man. Yeah. It's not I mean, holding to the idea that things actually happen in the Ultimate Universe because everybody's getting, Professor Professor X came back last month. Beast is back this we'll month. Give it right? a second. Like, and I know, and I know, four issues. You guys have been all over this. This is one. 
one issue. Yeah. It's not like the. Oh, this yeah. is a major thing. The Beast of Dying has been a major. Yeah, that was a major. That was a major point in the in the whole run of the issue of, of the run so far. But the thing is, like, I know what's going to happen is that Bishop's going to get Storm back together. They're going to do something, and somehow their paths are going to cross with with Beast because Storm and Beast were kind of together right when Beast died, and that's gonna, you know, like that's that's the that's the conflict that we're heading towards. You know, like I already I already can see it, yeah. and you know, and I'm not even a writer, and if I can see it, well. You know, so I mean, I you've based your life on the X Men's teaching for for decades now, so yeah, so whatever. You but it was should okay. be able to see. Yeah, so yeah, but it was. I mean, it was all right. I mean, that was just my one major kind of annoyance. But but we'll. But I'm patient enough. I'm gonna stick with it because Ben Oliver's doing that well of a job, and Kirkman has done that well. I, like I would hope that if they're doing this, it's for a reason. I guess that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So when you picked this up but, and you saw the cover, you were like, "What the fuck?" Yes. Yeah. Literally, I said, "Oh God, damn it! God damn it!" All right. So. <laughs> Clue. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so uh, so the, the another book that came out this week that I that I wanted to talk about real quickly was uh, Girls Number Twenty Four, which was the um, the giant sized conclusion of the twenty four issue opus from the Luna Brothers uh, from Image Comics. Um, I'm the only one who re- who's been reading. You be this careful because I really want to read this. And I, all right, yeah, like, no, no, I won't give anything away. The trades. Uh, I read order. the uh, I read the first issue. Yeah. You had you been buy it for you. Yeah, and I didn't like it, so okay, I'm curious yeah. to see if anything well, happened. I mean, yeah, basically, basically, you know, the, the nutshell of the story was that it's a small town in the middle of nowhere, and the, um, there, there's this weird kind of see-through shell around the town, and there's a giant sperm monster in the middle of the town. Well, yeah, and it's and it's spawning off these naked women, and every time a man has sex with one of the women, they spawn more women. And every time these women run, it, every time these girls run into other women, they kill them. And it's basically this has been the tale of the town, you know, freaking out, figuring out what's happening, figuring out what to do. And this is basically, like I said, the conclusion. It all kind of it all kind of circles around the main character of Ethan, who's like a you know twenty something kid who's living in that town, and 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 he was the first one to sleep with one of these girls, and that's what kind of started it all. Um, so All why the, is this book not an excuse just to draw naked women? It, no, because that's because, what I got out of the It sounds person. like an adolescent well, no. fantasy. No, 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 and it's not. I mean, there's a lot of naked women. And there's just so many that you kind of forget that they're naked and you don't even see them like that. And these women, they're aliens or something. They don't, they don't talk. They don't. I mean, all they are, they're naked. Um, but the thing is that it was really, it was really kind of almost in the almost in the vein of like a disaster movie. You know how like when shit happens and there's like is like the eight people left on Earth and what they do, you know, and like the, right. and somebody freaks out and somebody kills somebody else Walking and like. Dead. You know, yeah, no, no, but no, it's not Walking Dead though. It's no, not well, not that same, same, right? No, no, but it's not. Premise. It's not. It's, it's not the same regard. Yeah, well, it's a different. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's 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 same from that macro, but it's different in a way, and I can't really describe it. But um, uh, um, and it's and it's more about the relationships and the people and and a lot of gender role stuff because like because it comes down to a point where like at one point the women take over and 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 they lock all the men up and then the men take over and it's all kind of back and forth. Um, so it was really kind of interesting to see what normal people do in these kind of extreme kind of moments, and um, each and each set of characters have their own kind of little B, you know subplots that are going on, and you kind of get attached to some of them, and you see how they progress. Um, the the art has been amazing. I got, I love the I love the Luna Brothers art. I think that you know that back from their work on Ultra and even this, like the 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 art is it's just got this great original style that is, um, you know that that. And they they play really well with, and it's obviously digitally altered, but they play with like out of focus stuff in the background and and stuff in the foreground in focus. And um, I like them a lot. I like I like yeah. I like Ultra a lot. I read that. Yeah, Ultra was, was really good. Um, so yeah. so the, the my one my one complaint about it though is just that, and I'll warn you, Josh, before you read it, or Connor, when you read it when it comes out in trade, is that it's just it's just long. 
Like, it was 24 <laughs> issues, and I don't think it was originally supposed to be 24 issues, and I kind of feel like the story got away from them for a little bit because there was a, a lot of redundancy and a lot of repetitiveness once you got – once in and around, like, issue 10 through 20. Well, they're perhaps not the most seasoned of writers. Well, I'm not, I'm not criticizing their, their seasoning, well, but – um, yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're it, both, it could, I think that yeah. they're both fairly young, and besides this and Ultra, yeah, now, they're at the beginning of their career. So, yeah, possibly I could see that. Yeah, Jonathan and Joshua. Um, yeah, I could I could possibly see that. Like it just it just felt as if like the the, the same scene happened several times. It sounds like they're really really good at coming up with concepts. Yeah, like like yeah, here's a, here's a big concept thing, and and this is without I've heard a couple read a couple interviews and stuff, and I know the idea of it, but I haven't read any of it. I'm going to. I'm definitely going to. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, it was a great series. I'm glad I got it in issues. I'm glad I got it for these past two years, and it was really, really good. I would give it like maybe like an eight out of ten or seven out of ten, purely because I thought it meandered at times. But, um, but other than that, it, I mean, it's just stunning to look at, and it was really engaging. And I, I kind of, I'm excited to sit down and read all 24 issues in a row now that they're out. So, um, so good time. So, were you happy with the ending? Do you think it had a good ending? Yeah, no, it ended. So it ended with that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It was, it was satisfying? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, yeah, it didn't blow me away or anything. I probably – it wouldn't have been my pick, but it was definitely – I mean, it was worth worth talking about. And plus it was a huge, thick issue, and it was only two ninety nine. So it doesn't get any better, much better than that. So, man, what a week. God, I'm just holding my stack, and it's like, God, mine is like an inch and a half thick too. We were, we were trying yeah. to figure out what books to talk about on the show, and I just I – just, I read like 16 books. I had no idea. Yeah. So oh, it's miserable. I don't know. Yeah. So, and there are other great books. I mean, X Factor was out this week. DMZ, The Spirit, um, Adjectiveless X Men, X Machina, Mighty Avengers. I mean, like it was ridiculous. Robin. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. Ba- uh, Batman, Blue Beetle, Brave and the Bold, Ultimate Spider Man was Sorry, good. You know, I like missed it, that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It was just a, a you start bringing a list with you. I did bring Roughly, a list. Yeah. I've been bringing a list for months. Oh, God. All right, so um, now's a good time to talk about uh, Netflix. Um, we This is our second week of our uh, new sponsorship from Netflix.com. Um, if you haven't heard of Netflix, it's a great um, way to rent DVDs. You go on their website, and you can pick out from over 75,000 titles, and there are no late fees, and they'll mail you the discs you choose, and then um, after you watch it, you can keep it for as long as you want, and then you mail it back to them, and they send you the next one that you pick. And they've got ra- they've got plans starting from four ninety nine and up. And when you sign up at netflix.com www.netflix.com slash ifanboy, you get a free two week trial. So um, check it out. We love the Netflix. And you can watch um, the po- West Wing all the way through. Yes, yeah, a lot of TV shows. They've got HD HD DVD and Blu-ray stuff if you if you're that ahead of the game. And um, so, but remember, you got to go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Uh, important to have the www there. It doesn't work. That helps so. us out. Yeah. Listener so, mail time. All right. Our first letter comes from Quok Talk, who is a regular on the uh, iFanboy forum. Hey. Yes. He says, first, thanks for the insight and advice every week on comics. You're welcome. Uh, he has a quick question. After I read Watchmen for the first time, meh, just wasn't my thing. Watchmen has the nice distinction of being on Time's greatest 100 novels for the present. Hypothetically, if it wasn't Watchmen, what comic book or graphic novel would you want to have on that list? To be at the top of the list or be on the list? On the list instead of Watchmen. Mouse. But Watchmen. Basically, Watchmen was on Time's greatest 100 novels of the modern. Right. Wasn't it? The, wasn't, time it the, wasn't it the best one? Watchmen. Watchmen yeah, is not the was. greatest novel of all time. I think it was. I don't think it was. Regardless, he didn't like Watchmen. So he wants to know what else would be on there if not for Watchmen. Mouse. Mouse. That's my yeah. first thought. And it's I and I say it like it's such an easy answer, but really it is deservedly so. Right. Yeah. yeah I agree. 
I agree. Um, um, for other, if you were talking about other superhero comics, I would say, I guess, Dark Knight Returns. I guess, but I don't know if that I don't know if that's up there with all you know. I think other than the fact that Watchmen used like made up characters, whereas whereas Dark Knight is about Batman's you know specific right yeah. But well, Watchmen isn't about made up. I mean, Watchmen's a, is, is more no more made up than Batman. Right, but those the, characters all, all aren't characters. aren't tied to anything else. Whereas right, it's not in the cultural cultural zeitgeist. Exactly, all characters are made up. Yeah, <laughs> I know that, but like Batman's, you know, you say Batman, it carries a lot of baggage with him. Half people think of Adam West and you know Michael right. Keaton or whatever, right. but but on its own, like from a literary standpoint and an artistic standpoint, Dark Knight Return is still. Right. Oh, it, it looks like the it looks like the list isn't actually ranked. It's just the top, it's just the hundred best ones. So there's no like number one, you know. Right. So sorry about that. Um, oh, mouse. It's mouse. I, yeah, I guess it would have to be mouse. I mean, I think that that's the only one that I can think that deserves to be on that same level as like you know fucking Catch Twenty Two. So it's got to be something else, but it won't come to me. It's uh, mouse. Yeah. Okay. Our next email comes from Derek, um, who says, you know, maybe it's because he doesn't check out our forums or our site, but he thinks we lack our indie cred. Other than Strangers in Paradise, what else are you guys reading that's indie? And Image Comics doesn't count. Mouse Guard, Street Angel, Amazing Joy Buzzards, Courtney Crumlin, Death Note. Are we? Do we, do we not have any indie cred guys? What, what's up with that? I, we haven't got one of these in months. I know. Right? Yeah. The, the your corporate sellout. I don't. I don't know. We like things that. Other people. I think Derek has never seen the video show. Yeah, the video show, we talk about a lot of indie stuff. The thing, and I had this conversation today actually with one of our listeners, and um, the, thing with, um, the thing with indie comics is that on this podcast here, we talk about the weekly books that come out, and like, I've, I have a small store that often, and I don't pre order, and they often don't take a risk on indie comics, and so I, I get indie comics in a large batch when I co- you know, come out to San Francisco, go to Isotope, go to Manhattan, go to Midtown, or go to Hanley's. Like, I'll buy a ton, and unfortunately, through the vein of iFanboy, we never really get a chance to talk about it. Through the but like, weekly for ex- podcast, but, through the video. Yeah, show, exactly. Though. Video show, we try to highlight that stuff, but also on ifanboy.com and in the forums. I mean, like last week, Optic Nerve number, um, what was it, 11 came out? Yeah, and, and, you know, and unfortunately, I've got it after we did recorded the show, and I've, I got it read. I'm like, this is great, and I wrote about it, you know? So, um, well, you, you I wouldn't just say we don't check the forums, and, you know. Yeah. I just ordered a whole buttload of indie trades and stuff based on a, a thread that I did on the, on the site, so they're coming yeah. soon, and. Indie comics are hard. That's the, this is the problem. Is that indie com- I mean, like, unless you're That's really, true. really dedicated to them, you know, like you know, like Charlito and Mister Phil over at Indie Spinner Rack. I mean, like I, you know, like it's like I said, I buy them in large stacks at a time. So, and I also- but then that's where that's where you go for the video show. I mean, we yeah. have talked, we, we've done, we highlight a lot of indie stuff on the video. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and by the way, the, the the idea that Image Comics doesn't count, uh, I think it's BS. Yeah, I do. Because too. Image Comics, if you if you're doing a comic for Image Comics, you're 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 not they're not paying you until it sells. Yep. You're doing a book, and and you know the you know that's just another publishing arm. It's no going taking your book to Image Comics isn't any different than taking your book to Top Shelf or Drawn and Quarterly or whatever. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, and we were talking. About, I mean, on iFanboy.com, we were talking about the surrogates, which came, which was um from Top Shelf and. You know, like yeah, we talk about this. I, we I talk just about some stuff. Issue number seven of Action Philosophers. You don't hear me bragging about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. So, 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 so yeah, Mer- yeah. Exactly. So check out you know check out the video show. Check out ifanboy.com. Check out our forums, and and you'll I think you'll be surprised and that we actually do know what we're talking about. <laughs> Not that I need to prove myself <laughs> to you. I know. <laughs> so. Oh boy, Richard and from. Uh, or bro. Somewhere in, somewhere in Sweden. It's an O or with bro. two dots. I don't know how that sounds. Or, or bro. Or bro. Oh, 
Sweden. Wow, I just told everyone in Sweden. I apologize. Don't read it in a Swedish accent. I wasn't going to. You started. He writes the sentence says, For the last year or so, I've been dabbling in comic book scripting. Who hasn't? And it really hasn't changed the way I read comics. Before, I was looking for great stories with emotional content, but now I'm more and more looking at the craft behind scripting, the pacing and the beats, the way scenes are constructed, etc. Not only has this changed the way I read new comics, but it also changed the way I look at the books in my collection. Some books that I really enjoyed, I now find are pretty poorly crafted, bad pacing, missing beats, etc. Whereas some books where the overall story is pretty uninteresting can be pretty well crafted. So my question is, do you think about these things when you read a new comic? Do you look at the craft behind it, or are you just looking for a good story without bothering about the way it's presented? Well, yes, yes and no. I mean, yes and no. Either or. Yeah, right, yes and no. I, I, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, like, I'm reading it for it to be a good story, and if it's well-crafted, then it's a good story. You know what right? it's really good, though, is that when you normally look for those kind of things, and then you forget about it. Yeah. Like if you're reading a book and, and I, I'm like he's I mean I do what he says a lot. I really look at books like that and I think about them because you know I've 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 harbored ideas of writing comics. I made some attempts. I've I've tried it a few times and it's hard. It's really hard and and you know sometimes I think about that, but the best books are the ones where you you aren't you aren't thinking about that because you're so wrapped up in what's going on and it moves so smoothly and evenly that you don't notice it. Yeah. And exactly. conversely a good book that's not well crafted like this week's JLA number eight will really stand out if it's not well put right, together. Right, exactly. And, who's, and that's from somebody who's heralded as a great writer, but it's not well crafted. He, he is a good writer, it's just yeah. he didn't do it. Yeah. And like a book like Spirit, which is which is very well crafted in a comic book sense, that stands out because it is so well done. So Fuck, that book is good, by the way. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I mean, it stands out either one. If it's a good story, it could be good because uh, it's probably well put together if it's a good story. Because if it's a bad, badly put together story, it'll stand out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that sort of critical way of reading, though, I think is it's it's a it's a nice evolution because when you you tend to like a lot of stuff you you tend to notice isn't as good as as you you know before, but then the stuff that you that is really good stands out to you and is just all the more crisp and you know it just seems all the more better when you can really recognize that craft in it. Yeah. Well, when you come when you have more media training, then you tend to be more discerning. Do you guys remember when we started college? The three of us all all went to college for um, pr- production. And do you guys remember that first year when, after a few classes, you started watching TV and really starting noticing things? Oh my God, it ruined it for me. It ruined and so and everyone, uh, any of us have ever had to watch TV with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of like what you see behind the curtain. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like the moment, the thing with TV that I that I realized is the moment like on sitcoms when they're like in the bedroom and they're going to bed and then they turn off the the light and then the moment they turn off the light in the room that 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 like blue light turns on yeah. so you can, they can still film them in bed and like that was the moment when I'm like oh wait a minute oh and I totally knew how they did that and I was that that was blew it for me so anyway. Oh well. All right. Our last email comes from um, Shem from Warsaw, Warsaw, Poland. Well, this is iFanboy International this week. I like it. Yeah, I'm um, sure the indie guys from Canada. So that was a yeah. So um, that's is that a theme? Was that a theme that I missed out on? Or? No. Okay. Serendipity. All right. So so Shem from Warsaw, Poland. Um, what, so what do we think about the future of comics will be from our perspective? With the discussion of having discussion about having electronic comics downloadable like our podcast, do we ever see a possibility? Electronic better than paper? Paper to be doomed in a few years? Possible animations? Well, animation um, ain't comics anymore. Yeah. Cartoons. Well, yeah. I mean, my, my, personal, my personal belief on this is that yes, it's coming. You already got Pullbox online from the Devil's Due guys who are allowing downloadable comics. There's already, I hear, rumors of ways to download comics you know, through some sort of torrenting system. Not that I've ever heard of the scene that or done it. Um, really interesting. I've never yeah. heard of such a thing. 
but I think I think it's a I think it's a catchway too because I definitely think it's the future. I definitely think it's it's going to be the way it's going to you know com you know comics are going to be more and more you know accessible you know in an electronic format, especially if you know some people have been experimenting using the Sony PSP, the the Sony e-reader, um, all these other great devices. But at the same time, at the end of the day. You know, I took my comics, you know, on the on the train with me, or or you know, or I want to go sit down on the couch and re- and hold it tangibly. Um, it's I don't gonna have to be a reading a reader. It's gonna have yeah, to be a good reader. Gonna be, no, but the thing is that I, I don't I, I don't think paper will ever go away. I just think that it will be diminished in its importance. It, it'll That's also all. probably become more of a specialty item. Yeah. Whereas, like the comics that you read will actually probably become more expensive. Yeah, uh, and if you want them, it's fine. You'll have to pay a premium for them. You have to pay for them. Yeah, like hardcover collections and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah so. But I Who could knows? see the the I could see the the monthly issue really going down. I don't think like the trades and book collections those have probably got a long life. Yeah, but it's possible that the the, the thing that'll really take the hit will be the monthly issues as opposed to you know the printed work as a whole. Hey, but here, here's the deal. If I, if I could subscribe to my monthly issues and get them digitally the same way I got podcasts through you know, some sort of a subscription service, and I download them, and I have a device that I can read them on my commute or, or around the house or at the gym or something like that, and then you know, and I'm paying you know, 50 cents an issue or something like that, and then, and then I can choose whether I want to buy the hardcover collecting of, of like with the art and all that kind of stuff, I'd, I'd do that in a second. That's That'd pretty be awesome. Sweet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And, and you know, you, and once again, we solve the problems of the comic industry on our podcast. There's an environmental benefit to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, damn it. The, the, the other thing to keep in mind is that comic book readers, on a general whole, are not very forward-thinking. Right, and a lot, and a lot of the, and and a lot of people. No, it's true. If you ever yeah. bring this, this subject up, most of them yeah. scream about not wanting to lose paper, and that's just yeah, that, yeah. A lot this, this this nostalgia based. Yeah, of and most you, comic you would count readers, yourself among that. No, I, I would totally go for Ron's subscription based really? service. I'm yeah. shocked yeah. to hear that. I got you I got that. books stacked everywhere. I got no more yeah. space. I think I think a couple. Of, I literally Josh, have no more space. Josh, I think a couple of years ago he was singing a different tune, but I think he's coming around. Yeah, I, I think he has. I'm I'm pleased to see the progress. Uh, GeekArmor.com is our sponsor. Uh, in addition to Netflix, uh, and they sell T-shirts with the geek in mind. Uh, heavy focus on comic book T-shirts and and video game, sci-fi, movie. Ironic T-shirts, some might say, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So if you like that kind of stuff, uh, you should go check them out. And uh, thank you very much for sponsoring us. That's uh, Geek Armor, which is G E E K A R O M R dot com. A R M O R. That's what I said, isn't it? No. Well, it's not the British kind. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> it's not Armour. Armour. All right, cool. Geek love. So if you have anything you want to email us about, you can email us at contact at ifanboy dot com. Please and- do. Now we will dive into our voicemails. It's it's um, uh, it's an alumni week. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. And here's our first one. Hey, I fanboy. This is Jimsky calling from St. Louis. Uh, I have a weird question for you, or one to ponder anyway. Let's say a friend of yours has a little son who's recently started to get into comic books. Your friend goes online to try and find out more about this new hobby that her six-year-old son is interested in, and she comes across, I don't know, let's say the Newsarama message boards, and then comes to you and says, why on earth would I want my son to grow up and become one of these people? Uh, I guess my real question is, when you look back on uh, the influence that comic books have had in your life, what good character traits would you say have been nurtured as a result of, of you reading? Like, are you a better person because you read comics? And if so, why? Are there, con- in contrast, are there things about you that are worse because you read comic books, do you think? 
And if so, what are they? Thank you for this obscure puzzler of a question. Bye-bye. That's a fantastic question, Jim. That's a great question. You know what I actually think? You know what I'm actually reminded of? And I think the best person to answer these questions would probably be our parents. <laughs> no, 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 because you know, because it's funny because I because like no joke, I overheard my mom talking to somebody at like a family get together and saying, "Yeah, no, when he was like 13, I thought these were the stupidest things, but he's really made, he's really he's really turned out okay." <laughs> Which I think is true. I think the majority of people who read comics, I mean, if you look if you look now, especially where we are, especially with you know the internet generation and tech and stuff like that, a lot of people who are making movies, who are making websites, who are doing stuff, all read comics. Yeah, and I don't think that the community at Newsarama is necessarily the the representative. It's, yeah. it's the it's the vocal it's, minority. It's the fringe. It's the fringe. I I definitely. I mean, I have a much better vocabulary vocabulary as a result i i know yeah. you know I, it's just it's reading it's the same as yeah. reading any book uh i know I'll, I'll i'll say words that i know from comics and people will be like what's that mean you know i think I'm it has helped, 30, it's helped me a lot with, it, it's helped me a lot with creativity in my in my yep. job and my everyday life you know because i look at things more visually i look at things more you know kind of uh that whole i mean and actually she should um she should pick up it might be a little hard for a six-year-old but scott mcleod's understanding comics that's very um, hard for a six-year-old Right, it might be hard for an adult too, but but the thing is that it it really it really explains comics in juxtaposition and like the 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 intellectual side of comics and I, I mean and, and how it is as an art form and a storytelling form and I I mean I think it's a good thing I mean I think the qualities that we have from it are um, like Connor said our vocabulary our ability to understand you know juxtaposition and storytelling and just generally I think we're just swell people because as, the cor- as corny as it sounds there's a there's a certain moral code I have from that yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. There's a certain morality of good, good and versus evil, right and wrong. That, yeah, that, you that get really depends that. on the kind of comics you're talking about. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but um, it, it did make me lament because I, I was gonna be like, oh, tell her six year old to come to our site, and I was like, no, no, she, should, do she shouldn't come to our site either. <laughs> negative, negative. Do you think that there's, a, do you think that there's like a, a, a trait that is common to people who read comics? Like, is there something that we all have in common, or is it? Is it I like think, a, I, I think it's creativity. I think like we're not I, I, an individualism as well. I mean, I don't really think there's a lot of you know like following the flock people. The people I know who read comics. Everybody seems to be really unique. Everybody likes their own bit. You know, like everybody takes what they want from it. Well, know? he also asks what is negative about it. That's easy. Well, what is negative about it is is compulsive disorder. Yeah, <laughs> continuity obsession. Um, uh, yeah, you, you. obesity. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, right, what's so. surprising to me is that I, I, I think a lot of those like geek tropes are not necessarily true. Not with like with our audience or the people who are on our community. Like every you know, dudes are married. There's girls there. Yeah. You know, none of those things. They're just people. They're, you know, it's not it's not social outcasts. They're not you know without yeah. the ability to communicate with people. They're just people with jobs and relationships and lives, and they like this kind of entertainment. Yep. There you go. All right. Good question, Jimski. All right. Um, you raised question. the bar. You did. Well, and, and, and the challenge has been met by our next voicemail. Hello, this is Daryl, and I'm cold. I have a cold, and I'm sick. But I just have a thing I want to leave about Justice League. I enjoy this book because it, it has a respect for the previous history of the Justice League, but still, it's still modern, and then new heroes, and, and, I mean, people have never been on the Justice League before, like Black Lightning, and, and um, Geo Force, and it's just a nice mixture, and stuff that you say is old school storytelling, I just say it's just fun. 
really fun. And one thing I do really like about I love the satellite. I love the idea of a Hall of Justice. I mean, and these heroes are not like the Avengers. They're not like, you know, the X-Men and, and all that type of Marvel stuff because they actually want to be superheroes. Not because they had to or it's a common responsibility, but just because they want to. And you can see that and feel that in their stories. So I really like the run so far, and I think it should be given a chance. Later. Man, that was another great voicemail from Daryl. That's excellent. I guess he's. I just decided to drop the act. <laughs> but he he makes some good points. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely see the the argument that he makes, and I think that's I, I respect it. And I'm still buying Justice League, and I'm right there with you, Daryl. So I mean, again, Connor didn't like it. Yeah, like that doesn't that not all of us didn't like. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I you know could have been better in parts or whatever. But I, I don't I, like. I we're not overall saying it was crappy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think I think we're overly critical sometimes too. So. Yeah, we always talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So good job, everyone. Happy. (laughs) All right, and our last voicemail's got some news. Hello, iFanboys. This is your friend Jim Syme from the Isotope in San Francisco. I don't know if you guys know, but I was uh, one of the Eisner judges this year. Um, I'm calling you from San Diego because I wanted you guys to be the first ones to know Project X Cup Noodle nominated for a for an Eisner for Best Reality-Based Work. You're the first ones to know, man. Woo! All right, bye. Breaking news. Breaking news. Unfortunately, we had to sit on this. By the time you hear this, it's not breaking anymore. Yeah, we had to sit on this for several days after we got it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, the Eisner Award, uh, um, the Eisner nominees came out, and, and it's it's really it's it's interesting this year. It's a little different. I don't know. Did yeah. you guys get a chance to look at it? Or? Not as in detail, but um, Brubaker really really cleaned up. But, Brubaker uh, cleaned as, up? As you would expect. And like, but and, the exciting thing for me is the Cup Noodle nomination, which is like two, almost feels like a personal vindication. Exactly, Cup Noodle, and like, uh, like I think it got two nominations for they added a, ma- a manga or a Japanese comic, and then they got the the reality based one, which is awesome. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. Like, there's no like Alan Moore wasn't nominated for anything. Well, well, some said that that Lost Girls got shafted. But um, yeah, no, that, I think I think someone might think oh, it did get checked. Come on, I, I mean, did a sexual pun there. I got nothing. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, oh, over our heads. Funny, funny, funny. But um, yeah, no, uh, no, Alex Ross anywhere. Did, what did you do this year? He did justice? justice. He did justice. Yeah. He did interiors too. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did interiors. I think people are over him. So I mean, it's good. It's good to see some people getting a, ch- a chance. I think it's good. It's great so. to see some new names on there. That's definitely- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good Outside job. Of I got talent a- deserving wider recognition. That one. They changed. The, they changed the name of that, by the way. Oh, did they? Yeah, because I was I was talking to James about it. Was, I shouldn't say this, but he said he was just like, "What if you lose that?" Like the people who lose it don't they feel bad? So they change the name of the category. They don't deserve death. <laughs> Not more people should more people shouldn't know about this. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says. That's like when they that's like when they did the Oscars. They changed from the uh, winner is yeah. to the Oscar goes to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're all winners. So I think they, yeah, they, uh, I think they changed it to special recognition. I think that's what it oh, is that's now. So, so I see. I always thought that talent deserving wider recognition was so clear. Yeah, but it, like, but it was when you think about it from the from the other side, it is kind of mean. It's, if you get nominated, it's it's an honor just to be nominated. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Sounds yeah. like a loser talking. Well, <laughs> I've never been nominated for anything. 
You know what's tough though is that the best reality based work, while Cup Noodle is nominated, it's up it's up against Fun Home by Alison Bechtel, which is probably gonna win, and Mom's Cancer by Brian Fees and you know, like uh it's it's I I see a hard time for Cup Noodle actually taking the the award. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's really not as much personal heart in it. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bolts and shrimp don't win out over how, trying to come out against your family's conservative uh idea. Freeze drying. So <laughs> All right, come so on, uh, I feel like we had a like a one percent uh, we must have had something to do that. with that. Oh, we definitely did. We definitely we we brought the cup noodle. To, I mean, like you know, um, you know, George Corey wrote about it in Newsarama when it came out, and then we pushed it, and you know, like it's it's been. I mean, I think it's been it's been a team effort, really. So, thank God right. that the men who created that, whose names I don't know, something uh, Fugiyama. Is it? Do they do the, all the Project X, or are they different teams? Uh, they're different teams. They're okay, because I'm holding. Yeah. I've got cup noodle here. It's uh, yeah. it's uh. Uh, uh, Miyamoto. Where are the names? Miyamoto. Tadashi Kato. Kato. Nice. Uh, Tadashi. I butchered that, but what? I love whatever. his early work. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, if you if you want to give us a call and tell us what you think, or if you, or anything, I don't know. Who cares? Just call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Or if your don't machine forget, is broken, don't forget about emailing us at contact at ifanboy dot com. Um, or you can go to ifanboy.com where there's a ton of in-depth comic book discussion and our forums where you, and um, you can post on ifanboy.com, tell people what you think, what you liked about the books and all that fun stuff. Uh, you can go to uh, comicsbase.com slash ifanboy and be our friend or you can do it also at myspace.com slash ifanboy and we'll have a few more of those soon to add to the list. Because <laughs> we want friends. <laughs> um, and and if you like the show, one way that you can help us out is you can go to uh, Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle or any of those aggregators and rate us and vote for us to do whatever. Or if you can, uh, if you if you haven't written a re- review in iTunes and you like the show, you know, please do that. Or or if the video show, if you if you haven't uh, done a review in iTunes for that, that would be really really helpful. Um, more so than that, even better is if you think that you know someone who might like the kind of stuff we're doing on here, tell them about it and uh, you know send them a link, email them, yeah. tell people. Tell your comic shop people. Definitely. And if you dig what we're doing here on iFanboy.com and you want to go to iFanboy.com slash donations, we accept all donations. You can do it through PayPal and through any denomination you like. And it all goes to this show and to our video show, which comes out every Wednesday and can be seen at revision3.com slash iFanboy or on iFanboy.com. And we're pretty much here to serve you people. So um, you people. So I think that wraps it up. Isn't that offensive? It might be. Not in the context I used it, though. So. It's hard to say. Context is subjective. Yeah, it's subjective. So, All right, so that wraps up for this week. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm Josh. And we'll see you next week. Go Cup Noodle. Zing! Zing! <laughs>